You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has closed its doors for the first day of a new trading week, so it's time for the five o'clock shadow. And as always on a Monday, we speak to Greg Davies, Head of Wealth at Kratos Capital. Let's go down the um, Stock Exchange News Service now, Greg, because I'm looking at three companies that are small caps. And when I say small, I mean small caps. And they're South African companies, essentially, Calgary, Robex and Adcorp. Now, I know that you're quite snobbish about the way, not snobbish, but you're quite selective about the companies that you invest in on behalf of your clients at Kratos Wealth. But there's a place for smaller companies, isn't there, for the smaller investor? Yes, Lindsay, and I mean, all three a decent set of earnings. Kind of a reminder that these sort of mid-cap, uh, you know, smaller to mid-cap stocks, have still got some legs in them and still managing to find a way to, to squeeze the best out of the economy. Um, Robex, uh, in, you know, good set of numbers, that stock up uh, 4.5%. So the market is still responding, still looking at these. As you say, we tend to become too focused on the on the uh, top 40. Uh, Adcorp also positive up uh, 5.3%. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll have a look at the indices towards the end. But I was talking to another commentator earlier on today and I said, okay, these are companies that he also wouldn't invest in, not because he doesn't like the companies, but because they're too small and he can't build a meaningful position. But I mean, our friend Anthony Clark, for example, why doesn't he put together an ETF of 20 small caps on the JSE? And okay, it's not going to be liquid and there'll have to be some fairly strong language in the mandate that you have to sign to say it may be difficult if you want to liquidate to, to get out, you know, in a few days, may take a, a few weeks. But don't you think there's a market for that sort of thing? And Anthony Clark would be the perfect person. Certainly, there's no one in that sort of space that puts in a bigger effort than Anthony. But I think you made a very good point about the volumes. Now, just going back to Adcorp, which we're talking about a few minutes ago, that's 10,000 shares. So, what is that? Yeah, 50,000 rand. So, you know, to put these stocks in an index, I mean, there isn't even a golden platinum index anymore. Obviously, it's all pockets together in the resource index, but, you know, there aren't that many people doing that much research on these companies, you know. Um, so we're down to one or two analysts doing, and it's quite intricate. It's not something where you can, you know, you, you need someone to really sit down with management, you know, drill down into those numbers and, see, you know, and I think it's just it's just too much of a task for what could money one could really make out of it, to put it that way. There's a person that we both know that says, well, if you mentioned any of those three companies, that he'd say hobbies, not businesses. So it's also that's, pretty, that's pretty, little, yeah, pretty snooty. Very cruel. Yeah, very, very, very cruel. Because they employ people yeah. and they're, they're making money, evidently. But, yeah, it's, it's really... If you said to an American, for example, American or European investor that was coming over to South Africa just to assess the JSE environment, and you said, well, this one, Calgro, which makes an important company, it makes low-cost housing and also invests in memorial parks, you know, because the business of death, sadly, is can be quite big business. And says, sure, how much, how much is it worth? And you say, well, $10 million market cap or, or something, or, or $20 million. He'd just look at you and laugh, wouldn't he? Or she? Yes. Yeah, because the size of those sort of funds are obviously priced euros, dollars, pounds, whichever they are. You've got to be able to move the needle. It's sort of a bit of a cliche thing to say. But to, in order to for those funds to, 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 to grow, a small little company like that is not going to add any value. Um, they might come for specific stocks under specific, you know, special circumstances. But, you know, and that again, if they're going to invest in the company, they'll send their own analysts 
um, that's an expense to them. So it just may not be worthwhile. And obviously they'll have to analyze the companies on an ongoing basis. So that may be you know, too onerous for them to, to make it worth their while. What are we talking about this, Greg? What has happened to the private client broker business in South Africa? Has it all gone to passive investments, ETFs and collective investments? Or are there still people that phone up their client and say, do you know what, Mr. Davies, Calgro came out with his numbers looking really good. The share price has done nothing for five years, but we think it's around, it's about to have a breakout and you know, we can get you 10,000 shares or, or something. Does that still happen? Yes, it, it, it does really, which is, you know, I suppose a lot of things I was thinking about over the weekend, a lot of things have changed. Back in the day when you are broking, there wasn't so much internet information. So the client would have to phone one of the two of us and ask what's happening, say, in a specific share. And, you know, we're both decent, decent salesmen. The next thing, the client had, you know, bought some, bought some shares. But obviously, every time I watch cricket and I see the Standard Bank online stockbroking, I said to myself, at least that's bringing people in who are prepared to not outsource their investments to Coronation, God bless them, and, Angle, you know, Alan Gray, but take their sort of money in their own hands. And I think those people are still encouraged and they'll come through. Uh, I'm, unfortunate, I'm fortunate enough to have some clients that really think they can beat the market and they'll play certainly the golds and platinums, which um, is very exciting. Yeah. Well, good for them. I hope their um, track record does them justice and keeps them in, in business with you, Greg. Yeah, good. There are some people that can beat the market, so I don't know what the percentage is, but I would say, what is it? It's, if, if somebody's successful, it's got to be like a 60-40, hasn't it? Wins to losers. Yeah, you have to, you have to do that. Yeah. And look, I'm, you know, I suppose it's like gambling. You go on a winning streak and you get more and more confident. You take more and more big positions. But uh, once you've lost a bit of money, it's very hard to make it back uh, without taking much smaller positions. So got, I suppose I have to admit that certain of the clients are basic full-on gamblers, you know, just uh, – watching YouTube videos at night and finding some gurus to follow. But it's all it's all part of the fun and games. Yeah, I remember when somebody said when we were young colts, Greg, he'd said, buy low, sell high, go home. Simple as that. I mean, it's obviously a little bit crude, but that's what you do. Let's have a look at the international markets now across the board, starting with the currencies. Dollar Rand, 1880, which is a 0.8% fall for the US dollar, gain for the Rand, obviously. British pound against the Rand, is 22.92 the pound has fallen two-thirds of a percent and the euro has fallen three quarters of a percent and that exchange rate is 19.82 a euro dollar 105.45 which is barely changed from friday's close looking at commodities the gold price is down six dollars announced to 19.22 the platinum price it spiked on friday by the way the gold price as did many other commodities the platinum price is up 17 to 8.97 and palladium is up 16 dollars announced to 11.48 now let's have a look at the the other ones that spiked on friday notably the energy complex where brent crude oil was in the mid 80s now 90 dollars 41 it's down half a percent on the day but nonetheless much better than when we last spoke greg the crude oil price in the states west texas 87.42 down 0.3 percent natural gas has fallen in a heap down five and third percent all over the place they must be having a lot of fun those natural gas jobbers as they call them copper up 0.3 percent wheat down half a percent and yeah, otherwise pretty pedestrian. South African 10-year bond yield 
What's that been doing? The, the bonds were also beneficiaries of safe haven buying last week. 10.725% for the South African 10-year. The US 10-year, 4.725%, uh, but that is up nearly 10 basis points. S&P 500 futures, we're in the middle of US earnings season. 43.85, up two-thirds of a percent. Nice performance there, and you'll give us the other indices later on, Greg. Bitcoin, just below 28,000, 27,977. And um, yeah, that's it. Have you seen anything else, Greg? Any other indicators? You, you, you were running through the metals there. Mm. Uh, one that hardly ever moves is the rhodium price. Uh, I felt like it's months at 4,100. It's popped the last couple of days, another, up another 150 day trading 5,250. So wow. sometimes it kind of sort of goes off your screen because it doesn't move for months. You look across at your platinum, palladium, see them running. You know, you don't see those two metals prices running. Drop down the screen a little bit. There's the rhodium price. Suddenly, suddenly come to light. And I think that will probably start filtering down to the plats and palladium. So they both had good days on on Friday and a little bit again. Follow through today. Yeah. Okay, give us your ups and downs from the All Share Top 40, because that's the ones that, you know, I mean, let, let's face it, again, not being disparaging about other sectors, but the Top 40 is where it's at for the institutional investors and also foreign investors. Ups and downs, please, Greg. Yeah, you know, your best performer today, Amplats, going back to that rhodium theme, that was up 3.2%. I'm talking about clients. Um, trading stocks that swing around. I mean, this share fell from 800 down to about 670, 680. Uh, I think it started Friday morning around 690. By lunchtime, it was 756. Um, so that's where it closed again today. Uh, Kumba Iron Ore, that was up 2%. Um, Xara up 2%. BH Pilliton up 0.7. Now, Vodacom managed to pop into the top five there. That had been pushed down a little bit, I think, uh, you know, they've got some Egypt situations in the Middle East might have affected them. Anglo-American Glencore. So all, all the mining space quite stronger. Um, dragged down by some of the industrials. Bidvest down 1.5%. Old Mitchell Similar Discovery, that's interesting, down 1.5%. Uh, Goldfields actually uh, sees down 1.4%. But it was a star on Friday. It rocked it away. These gold shares were tremendous. Uh, Sunlum, Clicks and Mondi all sort of around 1% to 1.5% lower. Okay, well, I'll tell you what I've got. Carew on the top of my board up 11.4%. I don't know if you're familiar with this company, but anyway, Northern Platinum up 4.6%. Shakespeare, is it Shakespeare or something capital? Anyway, it's up 4.3%. Montauk Renewables up 3 and 3 quarters. And Bites up 3 and 2 thirds percent. Downside, Anglo Gold Ashanti down 4.8%. DRD Gold down 2.4%. Bidvest a near 2% loser, and so is Redefine. It's a quiet time, Greg. Did you wake up in the morning and look forward to turning your screens on, or did you think, oh, no, not another dull day in Cape Town? Do you know, Lizzie, actually, you know, because how interesting the market was on, on Friday, the moves in the golds and platinum, the gold prices, you say, was um, quite a bit dramatically higher. Just rockets through that 1900 level, mm. quite a lot of action in the Middle East. So, yeah, so quite keen to jump in first thing this morning and see how that's all played out over the weekend. Um, yeah, on a reasonable day that we did volume of, of 14 billion, still way lower than we'd need. But, yeah, a lot of interest in the market and some interesting moves. 
Yeah, indeed. Uh, I like the S&P 500 suddenly vaulting its way through 4,400. But you'll give us the live US indices in a moment after you've given us the JSE closing indices and also the value traded, please, Greg. Yeah, so as I was saying, there, 14 billion, still, still a Oof. bit lighter than we would. Yeah, look, I mean, I think we mentioned on the show before, we basically in 20 billion for the brokers just about to break even. So, yeah, a, long, a lot of work to do there. We have seen specific days where that, that volume goes dramatically higher, but it's normally, you know, around the futures close it, and that's the type of thing. All share index today up half a percent. It's, uh, well, yeah, it's 73,798. Sorry, I lost my way there, but the industrials up nearly 1% at, at um, 9,746, and the financial index down slightly, uh, 16,036. Um, resources, well, that was with a Start performance on the all share up half a percent. Okay. And US indices, I've got the S&P 500, as I said, up 1.1 and a bit percent at 44.07. Have you got the Dow or the NASDAQ there? Yeah, you got the Dow up 363 points. And as you were saying, uh, you know, this is um, this is earnings season uh, for the US. So it's going to be interesting to watch those numbers come through. And the NASDAQ up nicely as well, up 157 points. So very good. Nice positive lead through, through across the water, as we used to say. Yeah, we used to say that, but thank goodness we don't anymore. Greg, watched two fantastic rugby matches over the weekend. I was watching England, obviously, England playing Fiji in the quarterfinal. And it was 30-24, and Fiji had the ball, and it was it was in overtime, obviously. It was past 80 minutes, and they kept on whizzing it around. They were on about phase five or six, and then went up to phase 10, 11. And I thought, please score a try and convert it, because I don't want England to have to play France or South Africa in the semi-final, because I will be humiliated. I'll be pelted <laughs> with rotten vegetables in the village square, uh, metaphorically speaking, of, of course. And, of course, my worst fears were... Uh, came true because England are playing the Springboks on Saturday night at nine o'clock and I can only sense humiliation I just hope the humiliation is only like 15 points and not 25 30 points because it's like two it's like I don't know Ipswich playing Manchester City in football they're gonna get destroyed England no but that's that's the thing with, with rugby you never know who turns up on the day? I mean, the Springboks lost to Ireland. So, so they are yeah, but Ireland's the best team in the world, you know. Um, probably. <laughs> but, Statistically. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I mean, we were chatting on WhatsApp during the, the England game. You've got to just um, be a bit more assertive. It's an excellent performance. Um, you know, they wore the Fijians down. And I think the Springbok game is not a slam dunk for, for the Springboks, for sure. Yes, it is. But let's see. <laughs> And Argentina, New Zealand. I mean, Argentina, a, t a tough bunch of chaps. You know, very, very proud nation for various reasons. And, um, yeah, but I still think it'll be a South Africa-New Zealand final, just like back in 1995, Greg, and we know what happened then. Gosh, what a mouth-watering yeah. prospect. It really will be, but it's a sort of wary are you of us. I'm sure these are all blacks. They, they're, 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 when they're hurt and they're down and everyone's written them off, that's when they're the most dangerous. I know, they're peaking just at the right time. Greg, thank you very much for your time this evening. Greg Davies is the Head of Wealth at Kratos Capital, which is based in Johannesburg, but Greg is speaking to us from Cape Town. And that was the 5 o'clock shadows, back same time next Monday.
The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.